Hello everyone and welcome to the To Have and Roll podcast. My name is Oliver. Today Robin and I uh, sat down and talked with a lesser vamp, also known as Satan online. Satan is a artist and content creator showing off her art on TikTok and on Twitch.tv. She is also a avid TTRPG player. Uh, she's part of uh, several TTRPG streams over on Twitch.tv as a player and also as a dungeon mistress on Nexus Adventures on the Hype Goblins channel. Um, she's a good friend of ours and it was lovely to sit down and speak to her. So without any further ado, we bring you a lesser bound. entirely sure when it was i think it was it was you and robin in a game like <laughs> yeah i yeah. We met through emma mm -hmm. i believe um is that during like pandemic yeah pandemic that was times? like pandemic times I, I think it was pandemic times um and i met um I met Robin through a game, uh, and you had just gone into like the TTRPG community, didn't you? Yeah. It was just starting because this was before any of your other shows and stuff. Um, and then we kind of just really got close uh, with Sarah as well. Um, we kind of say a little group, but obviously now we're a little bit more separate because everyone has their own thing going on, which I think it's amazing <laughs> seeing everyone grow <laughs> yeah, so that's much. This seems, seems to be happening, right? So you you were how long have you been streaming D and D then? Because you you um, are the you're the games master for Nexus Adventures on the Hype Goblins channel, Sarah's channel. I am. Um, I've been streaming D and D. I officially got into D and D in like 2018, and I was part of the stream, which I still am part of. It's called Plot Hunters, um, and then we all kind of like well we want a game where it's just us but we don't have anybody else to run it and eventually i was just like you know what i'll run it fuck it you know <laughs> uh, i'm hoping i can swear here yeah, you can swear, um yeah, okay okay um and uh i started i was oh god looking back on my first up because it was not only the first uh game i was running uh it was the first game and it was homebrew because i was like i don't know D D lore I'm going to be honest, everything I've learned about D&D has been through osmosis. I have not read a single book. Yeah, yeah. I mean, a lot of people are like that, to be fair, right? Yeah, and um, I I started it, and I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. I didn't, I didn't know what I was doing at all. So, like, the first, like, few sessions, it isn't until, like, honestly, into, like, the 80s and 90s, I feel yeah. that I got really good at DMing, because it yeah. takes a lot of practice not only setting up everything but like being ready that for when everything you set up goes wrong and like they don't go through anything you set up so i i started just um preparing um just small bits of information and what they would do in general yeah. and then i could just switch them around yeah. but i think that started in like 2019 if i'm not mistaken uh -huh. Uh -huh. um 
Because that was pretty close to when I started, like really getting to TTRPG. So it was pretty, pretty close to that. So did did, did you just jump straight into streaming as well as playing offline or or was it a case of just like oh we're playing online and now we now we're streaming um i originally started playing online um because i didn't have a group that was easy for me to meet in real life i did play a few times um irl in real life um (laughs) Uh, before 2018 uh, but it gets to the point where like oh I can't make it this day and it kind of fades out um, but when I really started playing like a consistent campaign was online uh, just before like again just before the pandemic started maybe a year or two ago uh, before oh well, a year or two before the pandemic started yeah. um, and so everything really started online for me and I got to know a lot of um, different communities um and I just stayed online because I you know I met friends and through those friends I met other friends and it was all we all lived in different parts um so it was just easier to do everything online and then from that I just jumped straight into streaming um and my first stream game was people I did not know I was on (laughs) this was this was I was um it was on tumblr um okay, i right. i followed uh, a tumblr page that was dedicated to posting just ttrpg content uh-huh. and so they reposted someone's like a uh, little like i guess ad post that was like yeah. hey i'm making a um ttrpg group for streaming it's going to be like all pocs um all women and stuff like that which uh-huh. is no longer women like because we have transgender uh people in the group so it's just all poc mm-hmm. currently um and i was like you know what the worst thing they can say is like oh we're full so i'm like yeah. you know what? let's let me just go ahead and do it let me just do it and surprisingly they were like oh yeah no we just we need to fill out one more seat uh and i was like oh perfect and then i got into a facebook group for it and then we started talking and mind you i don't I haven't used facebook in years so this was like re- like early 2018 20 yeah. uh, or late 2017 um and from that i started streaming and through that i made other connections and got into other groups and it was just that's where it started that's where i've kept going that's that's a good thing about online isn't it It opens up all these avenues you know like Mm -hmm. playing in in real life is is great there's pros and cons like i've spoken to so Mm -hmm. many people some people like just they they can't stand the idea of playing in person other people Mm -hmm. like oh i oh i I don't know if i could do online that's not really my thing um but especially if you go to streaming people seem to you you tend to just be able to move on to streaming so much easier because most people who play often online mm-hmm. already have a setup so they're just like yeah oh, I'm, yeah i'm ready to go let's do, let's do it you know it, and it's so much easier um because they're like oh well if this doesn't work we can do this other day or anything like if it's not streaming um i'm gonna be honest most of my online friends that i've met through streaming the closest i would say is either sarah which lives she lives in michigan uh or (laughs) a friend that lives in texas yeah yeah like those are the closest people i have to me and you know i'm in florida yeah yeah, so you guys live you were in scotland when i first met you and now you're in you're in england England, and i'm still friends with jen and emma in scotland so it's it's crazy yeah yeah. and (laughs) 
<laughs> but it's... you know, if you didn't have that, you would we wouldn't meet these people. We wouldn't meet friends yeah. like you, you know, and we'd get to play with them. Like I said, even though we have uh, kind of separated off a little bit and started mm -hmm. doing our own thing, but which is which is 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 good though, right? Yeah, no, I I love seeing people grow in this community yeah. um, because when I first met Sarah, which obviously you guys all know personally as well, um, she had just started getting into the community and look at her now. She's got her own stream. She's doing this full time. She's doing a, the charity stream, which is Nexus and everything in her stream is charity. Then she's doing other games. She's doing TikTok. She's doing YouTube and she's come such a long way. And, you, and not only her, but you guys um like again i said we all kind of met when we were just starting this and then you guys just yeah. kind of took off with it had your own channel you know yeah. it's, uh it's, this podcast it's just amazing yeah, really it's, it's 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 weird because i don't know what because I, I think a lot of people put it down to like the pandemic the whole kind of the, the new little explosion into mm -hmm. D, D. um but really like it sounds like you were the same as us because we we were we got into it like yeah, 2018 was when mm -hmm. we started like yeah. playing. I think mm -hmm. I think probably things like Critical Role and things like that probably yeah. sparked a lot of it. Mm -hmm. Um, and but then I think the the pandemic just like just injected a load of enthusiasm into everyone because there was nothing else to do apart from exactly sit and play games. I guess. Um, but yeah, it's 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 weird how the well, I mean, I played. I played for a very short amount of time. I played a little tiny bit of third edition, but then I had a massive gap, and then fifth edition mm -hmm. was my uh, oh my, same my comeback. Yeah, so yeah, I was I was gonna ask is is it just been fifth edition that got you into it, or were you interested in other TTRPGs as well as? Um, so I started with D and D. The first time I played was back in. I think it was 2016. Like I knew about DND. Like I knew of it. I wasn't really into yeah. um into it, but I knew of it because you know I still as a as a younger adult and as a teenager, I'm still very much into the fantasy genre. Yeah. Um, and it wasn't until I came to Florida because I came to Florida in 2014 from Puerto Rico, um, that I got exposed to more of like this community. And it was one random day in 20, I think 2016, don't quote me on that, but around 2016, where I was living with some roommates and one of them was like, oh, we're having some friends over and they want to run like a D&D &D game. Nice. Um, and looking back at it, it was like, um, what's the beginner D&D &D, uh, module that they have? Oh, so yeah, back then it'd be like Lost Minor, Fandale. Yeah, Lost, yeah. Lost Minor, Fandale. Yeah. Uh, that one. No. Um, <laughs> that one yeah. yeah, that one, whatever. Um, and uh, I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. I didn't know anything. They were like, oh, here's some spells. Here's a pre-made character. Oh, this is yeah. how you play. Yeah. And from that day, I got really hooked on. And mind you, I didn't play again um, till like, way later. Um, and I had that. I didn't play again until, like, I moved two times <laughs> after that. Um and uh, then we got into like a more homebrew setting, a more homebrew campaign uh, with me and some friends. And that was uh, in person. Uh, but then again, we got really busy because like the DM, he is a, a, a chef. So chef life is very fucking crazy yeah. uh, here in the States and, and everywhere. Um, it's hectic. So eventually kind of died off. But from that, I got introduced to like Critical Role. Critical Role was really my big introduction to like yeah. mainstream D and D. Yeah. I yeah. with a lot of people. Yeah, no, um, same. Yeah, I, I basically learned because I, I watched Critical Role for yeah 
several months before we played fifth edition so i pretty much came in knowing how mm -hmm. fifth edition worked because i was just watching that yeah and um so when i originally got introduced i think it was fourth edition that i got introduced to yeah um or what i read up because I, I i looked up online like you know three pdfs of the rule books i think i i looked up third and four i had got third and fourth edition so i kind of looked through that a little bit but then when I really started playing in 2018, I, then I got really introduced to 5th edition along with Critical Role. And those are the rules that I really knew. So I was introduced with some earlier editions, but I didn't really like fully play until like 5th edition got introduced to me in 2018, 2017. Yeah. Well, I, I think in because when 5th edition came out in like 2014, so I think 2016, yeah. 17, there was still a lot of groups that were still hanging on mm -hmm. to 4th edition, you know? Yeah. Um, but because what I understand, I think Pathfinder was a little bit more similar to what 5th edition is mm -hmm. now. So I know a lot of Pathfinder people went on to 5th edition. There was, there was a lot of D&D groups because I think, Robin, your first uh, experience in D&D was in 4th edition, wasn't it? With like yeah, Robin. that would have been in like 2015. And yeah, yeah it was in um, 4th edition that they were all playing at times. So yeah. It's that transition period but like well no i like the old edition still better and like they're getting used to the new edition and now everything's fifth edition yeah so and then <laughs> now D, &D what yeah oh fifth edition is great i really love it um but what's coming out now like D, &D one or something yeah, like what, that yeah one, one D, &D. yeah it, one yeah, D &D. yeah it, it seems to be i, I don't know how far they're going to take us i just assumed they were going to just kind of just revamp uh like fifth edition a little bit but it looks like they are coming it's from what i can see from the unearthed arcana it's going to be a, a brand mm -hmm. new rule set basically yeah <laughs> so but very close to fifth edition it's basically fifth edition they've just you know uh, like revamping it yeah yeah cleaned up a few bits and yeah. just improved the bits they needed it i think yeah, i mean that's on certain things yeah that's what they've been doing with fifth edition in a way with the uh like new modules or new rule books that they're adding to it or they're redoing the lore yeah. so i think at this point they were like just let's just make a whole new edition of it you know so it was easier than at keeping keep adding on to fifth edition yeah uh, yeah i i i i, I, I love fifth edition you know oh if, yeah if it's, if it's it. close to fifth edition that's good because the great thing about fifth edition is that i'm not a game designer but i'm always mm -hmm. like as as a fifth edition gm i feel like i could mm -hmm. literally just make up a world of like let's play in the stargate world let's play in mm -hmm. the sailor moon universe and i could just take mm -hmm. the edition rules and make it make a game out of it you know oh for sure um even now there's uh, uh another ttrpg that got introduced which is the mass effect ttrpg mm. but that just uses fifth yeah, edition fifth rules edition. it's the same it's the same thing just yeah. they changed the wording in the world you know yeah. so there's so many games that i play that are basically fifth edition but just a different game yeah which you know it makes it easy because it's translatable obviously there's easier games to translate and yeah. systems to translate but i think D is obviously the popular one yeah cause, um, yeah because fifth edition usually it's it's very much like the the players are the overpowered ones because you played mm -hmm. you played in my uh in my lord of the rings lord of the rings yeah stuff. and th that's one it it is a very good it's a very good game like it's, it's a fifth edition version of mm -hmm. 
of Middle Earth. But then the thing with that system is that because I think you were a healer, right? And it was a thing. It was mm -hmm. like there's no, there's no. Oh yeah. There's no ranged healing. There's no magical healing. So it's just like you just gonna run into battle real quick. <laughs> I'm just gonna run in, do this, and so yeah. It's, sometimes, <laughs> but it's pretty damn close to being great, you know. And it's mm -hmm. not really their rule set. It's it's D and D's rule set. Mm -hmm. So that's what I love about it. So with with Nexus Adventures was because I know you're the DM. Did you, were you the one that was like, I, I want to run this? Or did you just happen to be like, draw the short straw and say, and say, oh, I'll run it? Um, I, we were, like I said, we were all kind of like, oh, we really would like a game where it's this um, type of game. It's like, oh yeah, we don't have anyone to run it. And I was like, kind of like waiting to see if somebody else volunteered, but eventually nobody did. So I was like, you know what? I'll give it a shot. Oh, I don't know what I'm doing, but I'll give it a shot, which is why I'm like, um, I still remember uh, Robin messaging me like, oh, me and Oliver are listening to the podcast of the first, uh, like, of Nexus. We're starting Nexus. And I was like, oh, God, please don't. Please don't listen to those episodes. Those are really bad. We should have and then how you were long. <laughs> Oh, yeah we were on like a long a long trip and i was like i'm just gonna put nexus on and you were like oh god no don't do that <laughs> and you were like, i was like oh but don't we start from the beginning and i think you were like no start from like episode like 30 something and I was just yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah i was like oh god what are they gonna think and it was like oh, i was so self-conscious at that time and i'm still very self-conscious of this first few episodes but um, you know, as a DM, you grow, and I've been, I've been with Nexus for over for about three years now. So clearly, from the beginning, where I didn't know anything, I didn't really know how to run a game properly. Um, uh, to now, where I'm currently running multiple games and playing in multiple yeah. games, uh, you can definitely see the difference. Um, so I do suggest people start Nexus on like episode, like <laughs> no. you know, maybe fifty <laughs> or more. <laughs> Oh dear. No, I, I do I do love your DM style in Nexus because I don't get to catch it as much as I used to. Um, but you never seem I, I don't know if you are ever flustered, but you never seem flustered by anything they do. Like you certainly don't give it away if you are. And I always think, wow, she's just got a plan for everything. Oh god, <laughs> I do not. I do not. I went from I'm gonna be I'm gonna tell you my secret. I went from being a very very lazy dm where i would just come up with like uh this is gonna happen this is gonna happen and whatever happens in between then happens um and i ha i'll have a bunch of sheet sheets and stuff um by the way uh the lazy dms book or the i think it's the lazy dms guide yes, book. Like yeah. <laughs> uh, it's just it's so good it's so good uh i'll i'll put that out there but um then i started learning more about what to plan out because i was this I think this year for me I feel the difference of my DM style. Um, I definitely feel more prepared because I've had more experience DMing other groups as well, uh, and some that are off stream, which is a little less, um, you know, it has a little bit less pressure. Yeah. Um, but uh, I've just really learned how to yes and really well. Yeah. Um, and you know, if they didn't go to this place where they had this specific, uh, information, I'm just going to take it and move it around to a different place that they're going to. Um, uh, it's just, I know there's DMs that over prepped and, or like prep, uh, 
Oh, that's coughing up for you. Sorry. <laughs> the cat was trying to get into my coffee. I'm like, please don't. Um, <laughs> See him zoom around. Yeah, that's the last thing he needs is caffeine. Um, but uh, oh, what was I saying? I'm so sorry. Um, you, yeah, you, that you, there, there's DMs that overprepped and some that yeah. are like lazy DMs. And I kind of find I I kind of found my in between, yeah. which is just prepping. When I prep a story in general, a campaign. Uh, now I'm better at like this is the overall story with Nexus I really didn't have like I was like I don't know what I'm doing I don't know what the overall story is gonna be yeah, I was I've just kind of like did, did you have a three-year plan for this I did, mean... I did not I did not have a, I was just like fuck it I'll start something and whatever happens happens um clearly over the years I have um uh created a story with what's happening uh in the game currently and I do have a plan set out but with other games that I've started later on after Nexus, um, I now have, this is the beginning point. This is the hook. This is kind of like the middle point, And then this is the end point. Yeah. And between then, I'm going to have loose points that can be moved around yes. Yes. that will lead them through the story. But I, it's it's important to give the players enough space to do what they want and go where they want without it feeling too railroady because... Um, I've heard this from a lot of players just in the in the TTRPG community that when they've had bad experiences, some of those come from like the DM just being, well, no, you can't do that. This is yeah. my story. This is how I want it. So this is yeah. like uh, D&D games or any TTRPG games, they're not novels. If you want to control what the players do and have them do it in a specific way, you know, write a book. Yeah, write a Don't, book. Don't. That's don't have a yeah don't that. have a yeah yeah a, a team a community game you know it's team world building um, isn't it that's, that's what yeah you're doing. yeah uh yeah people definitely get to uh yeah they, they get married to their to their idea and i've de i've definitely done it where you've written down the adventure mm -hmm. and you're like oh this is going to be so epic when this happens and when the villain does this to them and and then they're going to do this and then i'm going to reveal this and they don't do that and it's so difficult not to push mm -hmm. them into it or not to mm -hmm. go like, oh my God, what, what do I do now? And that's the problem with over-prepping, isn't it? Because you over-prep mm -hmm. and then they veer so far away from all that prep you've done that mm -hmm. just causes you to panic. Whereas, yeah. Like you said, if you just have two points, um, in fact, I think because you mentioned uh, the Lazy DM's guy, the Sly Flourish, mm -hmm. does that. I think, I, think it's, I think I got this from him, actually. He said, like, it's just like, uh horizon to horizon so as long as mm -hmm. i can see what they what they're sort of going as ahead of them and at the end mm -hmm. of the session they can kind of see a little bit what's ahead of them yeah in between is like yeah. you just have to be a few steps ahead of the players really like have the overall like the outline yeah but then after that you just kind of gotta let them do their own because that's really the beauty of the game isn't it yeah. of any ttrpg game is just creating a story with your players that can really go any any way shape or form yeah. um and it's within creating this world with your players because i will have a lot of times not only with nexus i think it's my biggest um uh like collaborative world building game because yeah. from the beginning i said okay where are you from I, like create a place and i'll put it in the in the game yeah. where's this happening where's that happening like um and that, like, that world, that Nexus world uh, has really been built by the players. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's it's really, it's, it's amazing. Now now I have, like, um, I have some other games that are set in what I, 
I made like a different part of that same world. Yeah. Um, but I made that the kind of bare bones uh, myself. And then, but I've also let the players inspired inspire what is going on there. Yeah. And also, they're less likely to either resent your world or want to burn mm -hmm. it down if they feel like if they if you go right okay uh we're in the world and you've made a wizard okay where are you from oh i'm from mm -hmm. uh, this wizarding school that's on an island you're like cool and you plonk that wizarding school mm -hmm. in your world they're less likely when you mention the wizarding world the, the wizarding uh tower or whatever it is the school they're less likely to be like no, i'm not interested in that because you mentioned mm -hmm. it you're good at that they, yeah. they came up with yeah. it so they're obviously going to want to go there Mm -hmm. gives them some sort of love for the world that you're creating yeah. together um and i think that's what i really like um uh, because i know a lot of people have uh their murder hobo parties where it's yeah. just they go in and destroy and they do whatever they want but i i really as a dm i love story driven games um uh, i love a good fight don't get me wrong but with those big fights i always want them to have some sort of impact on the story and on the players not just we're fighting a big bad just to fight a big bad just to get xp yeah. uh, which is usually why i do milestone uh level ups and xp but it's it's so interesting creating a world where they have stakes you know they create these connections and they're not just keen on like destroying everything. Yeah. Um, and I love being like, okay, um, there's this place. Uh, you see the bartender. What does the bartender look like? Who are they? What are their names? And I let the players kind of like keep making characters that, you know, they all kind of collaborate. They're like, oh, what if yeah. their name is this? What if their race is that? What if they they look like this, you know? And that gives them that gives them like more stakes in in the in the world, in the game. Uh, and lets them know like hey this is what we're fighting for this is what we're protecting yeah. this community that we built and our characters are part of yeah. so it, it kind of just adds to it and I, I just love it I, I am a very RP heavy DM and that's always my favorite part I think that, that's, that's probably what kind of gravitated all of us together when we played a lot together mm -hmm. is that uh yeah I, I we we just found ourselves at tables that were just heavy role play you know and mm -hmm. that's kind of what we, yeah that's kind of what we wanted and i think obviously when we uh came to the table where you were a player it was just like everyone was just it was just full-on uh full sessions of just role play mm -hmm. you know? <laughs> but, yeah but i think there was there, there was a time where it was like months had gone by and we were just, <laughs> it's just we role were just, play and we were just talking <laughs> in a bar we hadn't left yeah, the yeah, booth yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we were like right but, we need to do this plan and then we forget yeah. the plan by the end of the session and then the next week we'd be like right anyway the plan and then it just went on and then... it's just it's just really it's really good and i mm. uh, it's kind of like instead of like having like constant battles uh broken up by rp i have constant rp broken up by little battles and like big you know big battles because like again i will put in little battles just so the players feel like they're using their characters and their abilities to yes. the most mm -hmm. um but uh and then the big battles like i said again um i want them to have a an impact in the story yeah. again not fighting a big bad just to fight a big bad and throughout the years i've been collecting little um advice little advice and like um tips and tricks from other dms like uh, online on twitter youtube tiktok stuff like that and i think it's just made for such a a, a better 
game overall because the players are involved uh it's they're excited to come back to the world and we're also playing with people like you know like us like we late yesterday we did a one shot we didn't know some people i think uh you didn't know who you were bringing robin and and all of them to like that that same day (laughs) and sarah just asked us a few questions they were like okay fine this is how this is how we're gonna be and then we instantly picked back off that and we're our characters knew each other and they were friends and they had a connection and they had a, a dynamic yeah and it's just so fun playing with people like that you know that are just ready to go into the rp ready to make this a fun not like okay well then we're gonna go here then i'm gonna loot this and then like just saying what you're doing in in a sense which you know if people like to play that way there is no shame in that you know have your fun yeah um but obviously this is how we like to play so yeah. it's, just, <laughs> it's really fun exactly. That's the thing, but that also it's it like so. What what's your experience then with uh, DMing for other groups? Have you had a group that hasn't been so keen to uh, role play in that type of way, or a, a specific player that isn't? You know how how have you dealt with that if you have come across it? Um, most of the people I DM for are very close friends. Um, or at least we're friends that we know each other from other games. So it's easy to know that we have the same style. Um, so I'm running Nexus and then Sundays, I also run a game for Emma and Jenna and, uh, Jen and Adam. Um, and then I'm running, I'm going to start another one on Friday for a whole different group of friends, which is from indoor and, um, RJ's going to be there and all that. Um, and so these are people I know, people I've played with before. I have run a game with one person before who I didn't really know. And they didn't basically didn't know anything. I don't know if, if they were just really shy, but they barely said anything. And they didn't know what they were doing. So it's it was just really, it it was hard. But as a DM, that's kind of your job to kind of like make them feel included still. Yeah. And then take what even if it's just a few words take what they said it kind of adapt the story into it or adapt them into the story um and i find that descriptions of what they do or how how they do something um if they can't say it if you as a dm do it that still gets them involved in the story and they feel they still feel part of it yeah Um, so i haven't really had someone that complains about the rp um which i feel lucky um but I've had, I've, I have played in games where the RP is a little awkward because yeah. we don't really know what we're doing, um, or we don't really know each other. I think it was a, a table that kind of like had rotating players, so it's really uh, interesting. Right, yeah, yeah. So yeah, that was that. Um, so fortunately, I haven't had a bad experience with a player yet. Um, any uncomfortable or again not bad but just some any issue that occurs we end up being able to kind of like uh talk it out and you know if this table is not your table for you that's fine there's no hard feelings or you know if you want something different uh we can talk about it and see how we can incorporate that so i've been very lucky uh as a dm really yeah everyone's fun's different isn't it you know and it's it's, Mm -hmm. it's a tough position being a dm when you think about it because you're not you're not solely responsible for all the fun for all the fun mm-hmm. but you are you are supposed to facilitate or that you're supposed to be in charge of the fun yeah you know? <laughs> which is yeah a lot to put on basically you are another pl- i know 
uh, especially when we're streaming or if you're running games in a professional sense, then yeah, then you're probably expected to be like, right, I've, I've got to take charge of the situation. But most people mm-hmm. playing at home, the DM is just another player that's that's got mm-hmm. their books and things like that. And then you're putting on that person, right? You're in charge. You you have to be in charge and make sure everyone's having fun. You mm-hmm. know, not, they're not going to be responsible for, you know, because everyone's responsible for making sure everyone's having fun. But like if you're the DM and someone is sitting there quiet, you have to be like, are they, are they not enjoying it or is that mm-hmm. is that how they play is are they having fun you know because mm-hmm. i've been at tables where they haven't said anything you know and you're just like are they why are they even showing up and then in mm-hmm. the discord the next day they're like oh i had such fun it was great it was great when this happened great this happened. putting yeah. memes in and and going oh, i loved it when this happened between those two guys you're like all oh, right i guess they did have fun so. yeah I, I i am in a game where there's a player that that does sit back most of the time um and they just genuinely enjoy watching everybody play, but they do have their moments. Um, and when their moments rise, we all cheer them on. We love yeah. seeing their moments because they're either really funny or really emotional and stuff like that. <laughs> but I, as from the DM point of view, when we have players like that, I think it's good to always do a check-in. Like, yeah. hey, are you enjoying it? Is this just how you are? Do you want to be more involved and just don't know how? Yeah. Um if we're in the middle of a game, especially if it's stream, there's not really time to pause. I'll just, you know, I'll go along with the story. But if they're more quiet, like, okay, what is your character doing? What are, what yeah. is your character thinking? Like, uh, what's going on with you? Like, this is situations happening, but you haven't really said much. So, what is the mindset of your character right now? And I let them describe that and what's going that. And it's our job as a DM to go off of that and make them feel included. Yeah. If they're having that hard time, just in going in and being you know extroverted and just putting themselves out there yeah. because it happens it happened to me when i was starting it happens to a lot of people it happens to mostly yeah. everyone really yeah oh definitely yeah i've, I've been like just suddenly in, in a game and you should be you feel like it should be a comfortable situation and then you're like oh my god i'm nervous <laughs> like, yeah what's your character do what does your character look like i'm like ah. Oh. He's a human. Blind. <laughs> human. He has hair and eyes. <laughs> he has hair, eyes. There's a weapon in there somewhere. And I'm like, why am I freaking out? And I guess it's just like it, it must be. It's just that thing that maybe triggers in mm-hmm. your head about like being in school and being like, right, stand mm-hmm. up, introduce yourself, or something like that. Because I don't know what mm-hmm. it is about playing a game when it's that stage fright. Because then the, the spotlight's yeah. on you. It is. You know. I don't know whether you find it. Say it honestly. Like if if I'm if I'm DMing, I could be like, oh hello, blah blah blah, and I'll describe literally every NPC. But then when we go around the table, <laughs> it's just like, right, yeah. who are you playing? What do they look like? Uh. Uh, oh, oh, no, I forgot. <laughs> and then it, it, it happens like if you go before someone who knows, who's really good at describing the character, like, oh, shit, I forgot to mention this and how they're dressed. I forgot to mention their hair color. And I forgot this. And you're like, oh, God damn it. Damn, I didn't realize I'm going to get an F. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to get an F in TTRPG, guys. I failed. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, but it is that type of game that, yeah, you, yeah, fair enough. People might be enjoying themselves by not wanting to role play so much. But I, I don't think I like this is my personal opinion. I don't think there's a table out there that wouldn't be improved by just upping the role play. Because mm-hmm. I, I know there are tables that do do zero role play, but I just, it's just this is just my personal opinion. I don't think there's a table out there ever that. If they just injected just a little bit, it it would make mm-hmm. it better. I don't think it's going to make it worse. Anything. Mm-hmm. 
I I for sure don't think I think RP is such a helpful tool in any game because you know you're you're here to make a a, a fake fantasy world you know yeah. to kind of take you out of the the real world and you enjoy the, your time so RP really just solidifies that um, obviously bad RP or inappropriate RP can ruin it oh, yeah, uh, yeah. which is why i um i'm so happy uh that we have safety tools nowadays and those tools that just can assure us that we're all comfortable with each other and we know how to have fun without you know making sure that someone doesn't get upset or a line gets crossed or anything because i mean this that's what the game's all about just having fun so really like doing something to to I hate using the word trigger because everybody's oh, using no, no. it like as an insult now, but that's basically is triggering someone. Yeah. Um, you know, what's the fun in that? What's the fun in like abusing someone and abusing their trust in you? Yeah. Especially as a DM who they put, they're giving you a character, they're giving you part of themselves because we always put a part of ourselves into the characters that we make. There's no way of avoiding that um, because we, we write about what we know. Yeah. Um, yeah. At least as a starting point, and um, as a DM, you really have to understand that that their players are giving you a part of you. They've taken time to create this person with a full range of emotions and thoughts and ideas and bonds and beliefs, and they're giving you their backstory. Um, so, like hurting, crossing a line with your players, really. Some people do it for the shock factor to get that scary and or that. It's fun for you, but that player is going to end up coming by like, oh, you've ruined part of the experience for me. I've yeah. heard stories where people are like, I don't feel like I can play that character anymore. It's, and this is the character I've been playing for years. Yeah. It's, it's it's just not fun, really. Yeah. You're just... Yeah, cause it's not passive, is it? If you're watching it on a screen and mm-hmm. there's a shock factor, you're like, oh, I can't believe that happened at the end. I can't mm-hmm. believe Thanos snapped his fingers and mm-hmm. you know he won. But it, it's it's not a passive experience being indeed, like you said, you're you're doing it to someone you know mm-hmm. and when you see something obviously when it's in a novel it's written down they're totally fictitious or if you see mm-hmm. it in the theater or on television in the cinema mm-hmm. those are actors Once you're a viewer yeah, yeah you're a viewer you're passive they are actors I'm, I've, I've not had any like uh like traditional acting training but i've spoken to people that have and that's one thing they say is that like you, you have to uh put yourself into uncomfortable positions like it's that's why it's oh, so yeah. Uh, uh, emotionally strenuous being an actor mm-hmm. um, but they are obviously they are choosing to be like right I have to mm-hmm. pretend like I am in this distressed situation they are signing up for that people coming yeah. to play a game aren't signing up for that no, <laughs> you know? no. they probably have never been there either you know they've mm-hmm. never been they've never if you're especially if you expect them to role play and go okay you know uh, y- your village has just been burnt down your family's gone uh, mm-hmm. And now I'm pressuring you into this position of like, what are you going to do? The, a lot of people haven't actually put themselves, especially if they've never mm-hmm. done any improv or any am, uh, mm-hmm. amateur acting, that it might be that the bleed might be too much for them, you know? Mm-hmm. For sure. And, and that's happened to me where I thought like a certain line was fine, but you no, know, when he got to it, uh, I'm like, okay, this is too much. I, I The bleed is too much. So I need to take a step back. Yeah. Or one where it's just the perfect amount because like, I'm not talking about not having emotional moments because 
Mind you, I love crying in a game. I love when something <laughs> in the game makes me cry. Those are my favorite moments. Um, I did a game over at Indoor Adventures channel, uh, which is Ram of the Frost meeting. And in that last episode of the entire game, I was crying for half of it. Yeah. Because my my player, my character was basically the only survivor, really. And it was, I was just crying the entire time to the point where like the DM was like, oh, what do you do now? And I'm just crying. like, oh, do you need a moment? I'm like, yeah. I'm just yeah. like, <laughs> yeah. But it was, it was good. It wasn't, it was, it, it was uh, a bit unexpected, but we had already established a certain dynamic and lines and veils within uh, the game itself. So we could play safely around with that. But, you know, even when it's characters in a book or movie, you know, you have emotions because you feel connected with them. Imagine yeah. a character that you made. You yeah. know, that's even more. So yeah. uh, we really need to understand that DNB is a personal experience. Even though we're creating other people in a fake world, a fantasy world, it's us putting all this effort in and, you know, ruining that with such a, honestly, just a gross betrayal of trust. Because I've, I've heard horror stories of people just say, oh, you know, this is... Um, the DM asked us to put, you know, what we were scared of or our biggest fears, and then they use that in the game. Yeah. And not the character's biggest fear, the player's biggest fears. Oh my god, I was about to ask the player that's um but that's yeah. an abuse of power, really. That's isn't an it? abuse of power, that's... yeah. And I'm not here to traumatize people. Like if you're <laughs> like, here's my backstory, traumatize me. Listen, I'll do it. I'll yeah. do it, but with your permission. And I will always, whenever I, as a DM, whenever I know there's something coming up that is going to be emotional, like, I'll always check in with the player beforehand because I'd rather them have something maybe spoiled a bit and then still be comfortable with it yes. than have it, that shock factor and then not know what's going on with them. Yes. Uh, like, with, with Sarah Nexus Adventures, there was an arc, like, a few arcs ago where her character got kidnapped again by a horrible person in their backstory. Yeah. Um, and we had to talk about, you know, I, I asked her, it's like, what do you want to happen while your character's away? When she's in that state, when she's with this person, what happened? Because I'd rather her tell me what she wants to have been done to her character like whether she was, you know, in a jail cell or, you know, she was locked in a room or she was, you know, put on display at a party or something like that. Not not in like a weird sexual way, but just whatever yes. the yes. the the she wanted because I didn't want to go over that line because it was already a sensitive topic. Yeah. And I'm not here to, you know, have a shock factor. I'm here to make my players feel good and yeah. have a good time and whoever watches and enjoys that is welcome to watch the stream the way i run my tables is not for the when i stream my games it's not for the viewers yeah. it's for my players still Probably. and the viewers yeah. are just people who enjoy watching that and enjoy that dynamic that we have yeah. um it's just so we have fun yeah. and obviously we put content warnings as well for the viewers like hey this arc has this a mention of this this and this so if you don't feel comfortable with it you know don't watch it yeah. because we also have to if you're streaming you also have to keep in mind you know who's watching and you know the best you can do is just put content warning and if they decide to watch it and they have a triggered woman that you already put that content warning and they have that's up upon them if they yeah. watch it or not yeah. yeah you've done your your sort of part there to help yeah. them and everything you, yeah, yeah you did your due diligence there <laughs> but it's 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 such a 
I hate having like those dude bros and not to, again not to make a, a whole generalization but a lot of them are like the older D players yeah um yeah. That, i mean i've i've seen and heard amazing like older DMD players that are like oh this is amazing i'm glad that this is happening you know i love yeah, yeah. this new community mm-hmm. but like a lot of uh, a lot of that also translates to the people that are like oh you're such snowflake so oh i would do this to my players and i'm like you don't you shouldn't be a dm yeah. you shouldn't be anywhere near a group of people that are enjoying this the situation like that's just bad yeah like, i hate it well it, it, it definitely got kind of memed and i remember like coming in yeah when fifth edition was around and there was still all these memes of like oh yeah you know beware the smiling dm and all this and it, mm-hmm. it was very much a oh yeah D is just it's players versus dms which mm-hmm. you know it's, it's literally not it's the, on the, i'm pretty sure it's on the first page of the player's handbook that's not the case yeah. that's yeah. not the case now <laughs> you know that's literally not the game you know um it's just because it's a because now we've had this media explosion of um, well, actually, it's funny. We were talking uh, to Sarah about this. Like, on, we feel like it's it's growing rapidly. It's because we're actually in the community. Whereas mm-hmm. uh, she said something that I agree with. I think it's it's still early stages because, mm-hmm. like you said, yeah. most of us were into like we were already into gaming, we were already into cosplay, we were into fantasy, and then we've kind of fallen into it. I, I think there's going to come a time where people are going to come into D and D having like people did with like the game of thrones tv show like people started mm-hmm. watching that they'd never watched a bit of fantasy in their lives or read mm-hmm. or in fact didn't like fantasy mm-hmm. so i can totally see a, a time coming where people are going to come into this game not having you know a clue about what you know what a beholder is what a dragon is what you know having no clue on what a fantasy game is let alone a role-playing game let alone a tabletop game you know, and they're going to have to experience that. Then they don't have this kind of uh, pop culture knowledge from maybe from like Stranger Things mm-hmm. or something. But they're yeah. not going to come in and be like expect to be. Oh, you know. Oh, this this is how it is. Is it? You know, mm-hmm. they're not going to have any expectations. Those honestly, I'm going to be honest. Those are some of my favorite players because I love with a passion introducing people to CTRPG and D&D. I love it so much because. Um, you kind of get to relive, relieve through them, yes. like that first impression. Yes. Like, yeah, they don't know what a beholder is. So what, what's going to happen when I describe them? Just this giant floating like blob with eyes. You know, they're yeah. going to have that first experience. <laughs> it's so fun. But I think what I really find fun about that is giving them a good first experience, letting them know this is how a D and D game should be. Yeah. If you play in a different game and you feel uncomfortable, if you don't like what's going on and you've discussed it with the DM and they're not doing anything, please leave. Know that that's not how the entire community is. Yeah. So it's like, and I've heard people like have first like horrible like D&D games and I was like, oh, no, 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 no. I'm I'm running a game for you. I'm going to show you what a D&D game is supposed to be. We're not, we're not leaving you with that first, like that bad taste in your mouth. No, yeah. I'm going to show you that this is just meant for you to have fun. Yeah. You know, I, I, I like doing it as well. It, it also, just, you know, cause I love the game. I love the hobby. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, like it, it's almost, um, yeah, you, you want to fight it because yeah, we, we've had several bad experiences, mm-hmm. you know, like really bad experiences. Oh yeah. <laughs> like, you know, the first game onto like the next game and the next game um yeah like and sometimes you're like oh yeah is everyone in this community or is it just how the 
the game mm-hmm. is supposed to run. You have one person, and it's like their way or the highway, you know, mm-hmm. and you just have to put up with that's what you play, and that's how D and D is. Well, that's not mm-hmm. the case. So, yeah, I I like doing it just to be like. Yeah, no, no, this is how it can be. And if you don't like the way I do it, you can, you know, there's so many other avenues you, you, mm-hmm. can, you can go on now. There's tons of resources for you to go out and find games, you know? Mm-hmm. I think it's that understanding, isn't there, that there is there is a table for everyone. Exactly. And I think that once you, once you leave one game, it does become a wee bit easier then in the future mm-hmm. to just know that, oh, if I'm not having fun, if I'm uncomfortable can leave that game and join mm-hmm. another one yeah. and mm-hmm. like you like like you said as well Satan I mean like the the use of the safety tools and everything and the fact that those are now just becoming the new sort of normal within the games mm-hmm. is incredible because it just stops so many things from potentially mm-hmm. going wrong yeah. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it's just I've, it's I've seen the evolution of it and to be part of it because I've had those first few tables where I felt I have felt uncomfortable and things have happened to me. And unfortunately, those were some of my first few experiences. Not the first, luckily, but the first few experiences. And then later on, you know, I got people told me, I got people that said to me like, no, that's not how it's supposed to be. Let me run a game for you. So it's so much fun being able to be that person for someone to be like, either let me introduce you or let me show you a better way, a way that you can have fun. And it's just a, it's just a, a, good thing to do yeah it's, it's great opening the world because yeah like our i mean we, we had a good time in our first fifth edition campaign mm-hmm. that we had it was an in-person yeah. one but uh yeah we, we were heavily gatekept by our dm you know mm-hmm. our dm was was constantly you know I, I think i'd said before we'd ever done it online I'm like, oh I, you can play online there's all and she was like oh no you 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 have to know all the gods and you have to know everything about the Forgotten Realms, and you have to. Like, I don't know, do... like I don't know all the gods. Let me tell you, I'm running a game heavily based on God. I got a player saying like, "Oh, what about this god?" I'm like, "Oh yeah, give me a second. I googled it real quick." <laughs> There's no way to know everything. Yeah, there really and, isn't. Yeah, so yeah, it's, and and then what? But if it's me, then I just like to just open the world up i think for us probably the three of us we've probably got the opposite problem now because we've met Mm -hmm. so many cool people that yeah there's tons of tables that i would love to be a part of and there's now Mm -hmm. tons of players i would love to play with but you end up being so busy doing (laughs) doing other things you're like i don't have enough nights in the week to Mm -hmm. uh yeah run all the uh be in all the games or run games that i would like to for people Mm -hmm. so um but yeah a lot of people aren't in that position so (laughs) spreading yeah. it out is good yeah and i think that the sign that we're having this conversation and we're all agreeing on this uh coupled with the fact that you guys are busy putting this out into the world and creating that kind of space like you know i said with sarah and like other friends i have it's it's good to know that people with this mindset are the ones that are also taking that step uh, that are like here's a podcast here's a game here's a stream Here's some tips and advice on a good way to to run a fun game. Yeah. To yeah. run an inclusive game. So people with this sort of mindset taking the, the that step to show people that, you know, that uh, honestly, plainly speaking, abusive yeah. um and toxic uh community, uh, like small community of people that you have play with is not the be all and all so no 
it's it's good to to know that I have friends with the same mindset that are putting out content to show people uh that don't know there's a a different way of doing that there is a different way of doing it you know also like and we're learning as well I mean like like from Mm -hmm. from yeah when I first we 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 start when we first started playing and then playing we during the pandemic we were playing like every single day Mm -hmm. um yeah, and I was, you know, you, you DM and you play in lots of games, and then it's not so much sometimes that you're in, it's toxicity, but yeah, sometimes if you if you're not being vigilant on your behavior, or if you're not constantly talking to other people, uh, being in different groups, and then you start to spot your your own mistakes mm-hmm. as well, because I've done it as well. I've been like, oh, you know, I I, I push that, I push that that bit of role play too far you know and then mm-hmm. it's not until later on you're talking to people and then you st- you actually give out that advice but if i say mm-hmm. oh yeah you need to make sure you have something with your fellow players to be like are you you know you you okay with mm-hmm. this or um have your calibration tools at the end you know mm-hmm. it's because i've i've probably have pushed it too far mm-hmm. in the past yeah <laughs> no and, and that happens i think there's no way of getting like you know quote unquote the perfect dm um that knows how to run a smooth game with no mistakes whatsoever because we're all doing the first time at something at some point you know and either where it's happening to us or we did the thing um it just depends really how we react to it because i have i have made situations where i had a uh, a player you know they're like oh i'm uncomfortable with this so not only did i you know turn the the narrative around in the game i also talked to them after it's like hey i'm so sorry for making you uncomfortable can we talk about it so this doesn't happen again in the future yeah, yeah. So other, it, that's a different reaction than doing like oh whatever fuck you i this is how the game's going you yeah. know we're not gonna stop in the middle of the game yeah I'm so that's <laughs> yeah and those those mistakes happen they sometimes we cross a line we didn't know that was there and maybe the player is shy at first and doesn't want to say anything but you know eventually you do realize there's something wrong and then you talk talk it out and you know you you correct your mistakes as much as you can and then you learn so yeah. next time that doesn't happen yeah. we're all new at something yeah. we are always uh it's always the first time for everyone at some point like it's, i said so especially when you're playing a game where literally anything is possible as well exactly. where you literally cannot predict anything because it's uh yeah it's an improvised mm-hmm. game as well isn't it that's, that's, that's mm-hmm. what it is so you can't you can't mentally prepare yourself for certain things and uh that's where you actually learn a lot about yourself i know i i do like, yeah with these scenarios oh, for sure. get thrown at me i'm like and then i react in a certain way and then it's after i was like i was like oh i should have said i did this but then i i reacted the way i reacted for a reason you know and mm-hmm. i'm like and then you reflect on it after and it just kind of shows you because you you think you might but if someone says oh yeah if a player does this what would you do it's very easy to be like oh yeah what well, i would do this and then i would do this but that's never usually the case. Usually you find out what you would do mm-hmm. when it's actually thrown at you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're like, oh, okm okay. <laughs> yeah. And then after we do yeah. like, oh, I should have done that. And yeah. then sometimes when you talk to the players and they're like, oh no, that was great. Yeah, we didn't, we didn't have a problem with that at all. Yeah, I think it's also knowing that like all, all both the DM and the players knowing that there will, mistakes will happen. And there are things that neither of them can account for. Like, yeah. 
there are situations that you didn't think was a line or a veil or a hard stop until it happens in the game. You're like, oh shit, this is, I don't like what's going on. Yeah. And then you either X card it or you talk to your DM later. Yeah. You know, that's, that's kind of how it happens. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm handling my cat. Like it's a fucking person. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't going to say anything. <laughs> cats is fine. fine. I'm not throwing him just like, just caring. He's so, he's so tiny. He's, and now he's biting my feet um (laughs) yeah so you're so you're an artist was was a lot of your art inspired by the ttrpgs was that did the ttrpgs push you more into the that type of art or were you already into that type of art and that's what led you to kind of uh kind of fancy-esque style gaming and things like this so i always been uh doing i've always been doing art my entire life ever since i can remember um but i never really had like a a fixed way of doing it when Mm -hmm. i was younger and there was a point in time um between 2015 2017 that i uh you know big life choices happened i was in a deep depression and i kind of just stopped doing art for about three years um and when i got that um motivation to come back i was in the ttrpg world already and i think that really inspired the way i did art and um what kind of art i wanted to make because a lot of the times um even now like i started just making like uh you know character busts so it was based on that but even bigger pieces that i have done now are still inspired by characters I've made for games yes. or themes and games that I've played. So I really do think that uh, TTRPGs have really inspired my art very heavily. Yes. And I've kind of found my own space within the TTRPG community to make art for that yes. community, whether it's character bust or overlays or logos and stuff like that. Yes. Um, like, you know, we, we, we met a while ago and I've done overlays and busts and characters and stuff like that for you guys. Yeah. Um, I actually currently, I sent it to Robin just before we started, but I'm, yeah. <laughs> I'm redoing, uh, um, I, I wasn't a really bad, like art block, like art burnout week this uh-huh. week. And my friend was like, Oh, why didn't you take something you drew like years ago and like redraw it? You know, yeah. I'm like, that's okay. Cool. And, um i i'm still working on it but i found the old bust of uh roslyn that i did for the oh, yeah, uh, lord yeah. of the rings game yeah. and i'll send it to you it's not done yet but i sent it to Robin, but i'll send it to you on, on this no it's looking fantastic and like seeing the difference and everything as well yeah. it's just like <laughs> and uh there you can see like you know i'm not ashamed of my art before like but now i can obviously i've learned things and, and look i'm like okay i definitely have improved yes. uh but it really has been um inspired a lot by this community and yes. by other artists in this community and just yes. fantasy artists in general because um i do follow a lot of uh artists that are not really related to the TTRPG community but fantasy has always been a big inspiration so this community really has just brought that out more in my art yeah, and was, has was, just inspired me more. Yeah, I was kind of, I was kind of interested because I kind of saw the, the progression of your art through, like when you, because you Twitch stream uh, your art, you have mm-hmm. in, in the past, you do your Twitch streams, and I see you doing stuff on TikTok now. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you, you will get like, right, we're doing a game. I need to do, 
I want to do art for the characters in the game. And then mm -hmm. you start to you go, right, okay, it's not a case of, oh, what do I want to draw? You want to draw the characters, but you're drawing someone else's character. So they're like, mm -hmm. oh, it's a tiefling. So you're like, oh. And then before you know it, you're getting better and better at drawing tiefling horns, mm -hmm. you know? <laughs> and then you go, oh, okay. And then you put out, oh, I'm doing commissions. And people go, oh, yeah, I see that, you know, uh, Satan's very good at drawing tieflings or whatever. And then you you start, so it does. It, it must, I, I can tell anyway that it's it's like, it's pushed you into that kind of lane, you know? Yeah, it, it really has. And um, I just, I'm very grateful because, um while there's no like oh i'm into dnd now i'm gonna make dnd art kind of moment for me yeah. it is just kind of a progression of things and um it's just habit and just being able to draw honestly i feel so happy drawing other people's character and getting um their vision like on quote unquote paper it's i do digital art so it's not really paper but you know getting getting that vision out and being like hey this is the character you've imagined in your head that at least this is my rendition of them here yeah. you go well you've, you've done um, one of mine you've done felix so. yeah i did felix <laughs> Perfect, yeah. um that's true and it's it's just it's really fun to get to um create a character or like draw a character that people have imagined for so long and give them give them a face yes. and uh, you know their own style and their own expressions and and all that and it's it's just fun watching that come to life for other people um i, I mean I, and i love doing it for myself too not yes. don't get me wrong uh, <laughs> i love drawing my characters so much um so it's fun it's it's a good exercise if you're an artist to draw your own characters um to, to kind of see how like how you see them in your mind so i kind of put it out and kind of yes. start changing things so it's it's just really fun i love um i love creating busts more than anything because i've always yeah. been more focused on like facial expressions and, and hair and all that stuff mm. so that's kind of like my niche uh which i am trying to branch out i have branched out which i'm really happy for yes. uh but i still always go back to doing character busts because i just really like it yeah. um it's just yeah. fun yeah one of the most recent ones sorry no, go ahead. Robert. Yeah, I was gonna say like one of the most recent ones that you you've done, the, the, the one that you did um, most recently streamed doing, is like gorgeous. <laughs> it's the fact that I was looking at it. It's because it's the hands and everything in it, and I was Not just the like, black and white one. Yes, I yeah. was like, how? Because those hands, I don't know. It's just absolutely gorgeous. The way you've got them almost like glowing and everything, and I, I hadn't seen um, any of your stuff in quite a while, and that like popped up, and I was like. Oh my gosh, that is, <laughs> I did not expect to see it. It's absolutely gorgeous. How I, long did it take well, you to do that? Because I think that's one that you were doing for a little while. Um, it was that that one, which by the way, I'm so I haven't finished it completely, but I am so proud of that one that this doesn't seem like a, a, a lot to a lot of people, but I actually have it as my phone background. Nice. <laughs> that's, how, that's how you know I'm proud, how proud I am of it. Um, even though I haven't finished it because that one's been a project, but um, that happened when something just clicked for me as an artist. I was having a really hard time because I knew like I didn't like my art where it was at the moment. I, I, I didn't like how I was looking. I was just entirely unhappy with it at the moment and I was afraid of getting back into that slump like uh where I was uh in those three years where I didn't do art um but I was watching uh and it was on TikTok there was so, so it's such a good 
there's a good art community there but there's also a very toxic art community there so you got to be mm. careful but i do tend yeah. to follow obviously those that are uh, of the better uh good. community part of the community um but i do there's a lot of n- nice people there that do share tips and tricks and even the smallest thing it was i, I don't remember the the person that did it i follow them but i don't remember their name at the moment i'll have to find them later but they were like showing like oh this is how i do all right this is the how i shade i have this set of brushes and i shade like this and black and white and then i do color on top of it and i'm like wait a minute i've known about this this entire time why haven't i tried this because i've always had a really hard time with color and so i just started doing a lot of black and white and that helped me focus on just shape and volume and um not think about color and gradients and stuff like that and it just helped me focus on the base of it and what it was generally going to look like um to the point where i just really enjoyed just the black and white um with just maybe a pop of color and i'll still do full color stuff like what i just showed you of rosslyn but i enjoy that painterly style and it was just that moment that clicked like i can have these simple tools because the brushes i use for that their brushes i use uh clips to do a paint now mm-hmm. their brush the default brushes like the full watercolor brushes that i use i don't use any special brush pack that i uh, i bought or anything um and just i don't know that tutorial means just something click like oh, i yeah. knew about it i knew about the underpainting yeah. and adding colors stuff yes. like that but that kind of made something click and i just started kind of putting out all these nice black and white pieces with maybe a proper color yeah and it helped me focus on bone structure, on the face, on the features more instead of like just an overall look. Because a lot of people, I think a lot of people, this is something that I heard also and I agree with it now experiencing that a lot of artists do tend to try and focus on like the overall look without uh, focusing on the technique, mm. which is I think what I was doing. Like when you see the difference between Rosslyn then and now, yes. you can kind of see that I was kind of focused like, oh, what's the color going to be? What's the thing yes. going to be? But I wasn't focused on yeah. like facial structure and like how things are going to lay together and the volume of things. Yes. And now you can kind of see that now that I studied it in just black and white, at least this is how it worked for me. I can like translate that into color. And it was, it's just really fun transition. And it was a moment where it just clicked for me and I could see the difference. Yes. Um, Cause I think when you create something, whether it's art, whether it's cosplays, whether it's a game, it's really hard for you to see the difference between then and now, because you are being part of that journey. Obviously you are yourself, you are gradually growing and you don't see it. It's like, yes. you look at yourself so much every day, you don't notice you losing weight, something like that or yes. gaining weight. Um, but then you look back, like I just did with this, and I'm like, wow, okay, I see it. Um, yeah, you've got to, you've got to, you can tell the difference. Try to, or even, I mean, there's, there's, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I'm not an artist at all, but uh, even just like uh, since we started doing this podcast and we started hosting, uh, it's been like you know less than a year, and I went back and listened to like our first episode, and I'm like, woof, we. Just- I thought we did okay, but yeah, we have That's why I didn't want you listening to Nexus first three episodes. <laughs> you understand. You got it. Yeah, you get the reps in, but it's a good, even though sometimes it's a bit, it can be cringe, but at the same time, you're like, That's oh, how you grow. Wow. Yeah. We, we have made, we have been making progress. You know, we're, we're being like that, that tortoise, you know, chasing that hair, just, just, you know, one step at a time. It doesn't feel like mm-hmm. we're going anywhere fast when you're actually in the race. But mm-hmm. when you look back and you're like, oh, no, I actually have come. Look at how far yeah. I've come, come you know. I've come a long way. Um, and it's 
it's just it's just really cool to be able to see that yeah but, yeah yeah that's one great thing about I, I think i say this to everybody but with the D D hobby or the ttrpg hobby there's so many it's like a web of different hobbies like placed on you know which it's literally just a game with a few sheets of papers rules but you know you get people that really specialize in one thing and dip their toes into others like you know mm -hmm. like art is a massive part of D&D &D. like can you imagine D&D &D without art like it just wouldn't be yeah. a, a thing and then people yeah. <laughs> because Robin you've dipped your toe into creating art you've created art and you've especially since because you you've always been uh a bit arty haven't you Robin but like it's only recently <laughs> that you've been doing people's original characters yeah and, and to mm -hmm. be fair I think that's again mainly down to like sub um chatting with you Satan because when you and I used to like hang out and just do little crafting hangouts together yeah um and it was all the chat then and all the sort of like like tips and tricks that you passed on to me then I finally went okay I'm going to draw someone and then I think I like the first thing that I did I think every two seconds I was messaging you being like how do I photoshop <laughs> oh, but, yeah. I, I I cherish those moments because I, I still think back of those moments fondly and uh just seeing honestly your progression in that because like Oliver said, you've always been creative. You've done a lot of cosplay and all that stuff, but translating that into a different creative outlet, um, seeing you progress. And like, I always love being someone to like help teach people, like being like, oh, how do I do this? I'm like, okay, this is how I do it. Uh, uh, see if it works for you. Now we can do something else. Um, I, I, I love teaching people in that way um, and seeing them kind of take up because a lot of people do do say like oh you have you are such a great artist you were i can't i wish i was born with that ability because the thing is that no again no one is born with that no one's born knowing how to cosplay <laughs> no one knows is born knowing how to uh, be a lawyer no. it's art like anything else is something uh, a skill that you learn and that you gain through persistence um because like i mean three years i went without doing art uh i could have just stopped and not never go back to it but yeah. you know i was like this is such a big part of me i want to yeah. go back to it and i kind of i felt like i was starting from zero and i still feel like i should have been i should be further along in my artistic skills but i also ha have to learn to give myself grace which is why i tell a lot of, a lot of people you are always constantly learning yeah. so whatever you kind of like beat yourself up over um be kind to yourself because you wouldn't see somebody else that's also struggling with that same thing and like at insult to injury you would try to help them or at least i hope that you would you know yeah yeah if you're a decent person <laughs> yeah if you're a decent person you know so you have to really give yourself that grace of learning and knowing that um you are worth the time it takes to learn any skill and that's that's a that's a, a saying i got from from someone I watched on TikTok called the Trans Handyman, who teaches people how to do like jobs around their house because they're um, like a a plumber and all that. Mm -hmm. It's like you are worth the time it takes to learn a new skill. You're worth the time it takes to learn how to do art, to learn how to cosplay, to learn how to sew, to learn how to how to write, you know, novels or short stories or books. And you have to, you know, give yourself that time to learn it. Obviously, you're not going to be good at it the first time around. No matter how no matter how badly I want to, I will never be good the first time I do something, which you know is something I hate. But hey, you got to take time and practice and give yeah. yourself that time. So hey, it's something I say to Robin a lot. Robin, Robin's a little bit like that, aren't you? 
It's so nice. Huh? <laughs> Every time we try something new and robbing it, it's really frustrating. It doesn't help that we're both very competitive. So usually if it's like a game, I'm like, oh, you'll like play Mortal Kombat and Robin will be like, why aren't I winning? I'm like, because I've been playing this since I was six. That's why, why you're not winning. And you just picked it up, you know? <laughs> I spent a whole three minutes on it. I should be good at this now. <laughs> I should be good at this now. <laughs> Uh, and and that's honestly that's it's knowing that and we'll still have those habits where we're like oh why am I not good at this I just spent a whole 10 minutes doing this but it's the that you have to learn how to laugh at yourself and you know uh give yourself time to make those mistakes and learn from them yeah so if you don't make mistakes you don't learn you don't improve um you know um and you just got to practice and practice uh doesn't make perfect in my book but practice does make you better because we're always constantly getting better yeah you got you got to get the reps in yeah you just got to mm -hmm. do it that that's the thing as well isn't it sometimes it's it's yeah you and you want it to be perfect because you're always comparing yourself to oh the yeah people that are slightly ahead of you and there's always going to be someone slightly ahead of you but there's yeah. also going to be lots of people like you said behind you as well mm -hmm. um and yeah you you've just got to look to the people well you can learn from people slightly behind you as well mm -hmm. but yeah you want to look up to the people that are willing to share their advice ahead of you you know <laughs> Um, oh for sure yeah and avoid the people below you that or behind you sorry that that want to drag you down because that's, mm -hmm. <laughs> that's uh that's, for sure yeah that's one thing about if it's art if it's doing a podcast if it's streaming D D, that's what you have to come up against is that you you put yourself out there and then you obviously you get the people that uh just want to instantly mm -hmm. <laughs> tear you down you know so that adds and to that fear of getting out and doing it as well for sure and I think it's hard to start new things when you see how good people are. Yeah. It can be very, very intimidating. And you can be like, oh, well, if there's someone already that good, why would I even try? But, yeah. and, you know, I still constantly have those thoughts as an artist seeing other people's art and work. But you have to also understand, like, they were at your pace at some point, And yes. instead of taking what they're doing now as, like, defeat, take it as inspiration be like oh, yeah i want to get to that point so let me learn from this person let me learn from their art let me learn from what they're doing to get to that point and it, it is something that you still have to constantly remind yourself because even right now i currently see people like night hey i'm 19 years old i made this whole entire like like landscape <laughs> with a million pieces galleries worth you know and i'm like ah shit but, you know, instead of like, uh, instead of being upset, which, you know, I do get upset sometimes, but then yeah, I tell myself, you know, first of all, if you're upset, don't share it with that person. That person has nothing to do with you. Don't no. be that person. Yeah. Don't be that person that leaves me comments, <laughs> you know, be upset, but also learn that, you know, people are in different parts of their life, uh, of their careers. Um, and you have to take that. And instead of being upset with yourself or upset with them, you know, take it as inspiration if that person can do it so can you kind of kind of situation you know what i mean yeah yeah yeah, yeah without without trying to like turn this into like <laughs> an it's a motivational podcast yeah. <laughs> I, I, I do i do try to and it's hard like to, you try not to compare yourself to other people the only person you want to compare yourself to is who you were yesterday you know that's, exactly you know, that's, yeah i know that sounds like a cheesy soundbite but it it's i that's what i try and do i try, I try for cause, sure because like you said if you keep measuring you keep obviously if you want to get up and go oh yeah this person has, is doing really well in their podcast or that they're doing really well in their youtube channel uh you want to be like obviously really you should be studying them and going okay what, what mm -hmm. are they doing right so i can implant in me there's no point in being jealous so you have to mm -hmm. yeah, i mean that's the one good thing about 
this creative community and this space coming into this space like it forces you to like look at the people that are they're successful uh, in mm -hmm. whatever sphere it is and just go instead of going oh yeah i wish i had what they, they just go well what are they doing you know and also, what are they doing that i'm not you know yeah, what are they yeah. doing um and yeah if you if you're lucky then they might be your friends and you can just message them and ask them and go hey how mm -hmm. do you get your stream looking like that how how do you how do you how do you get captions on your thing and how do you especially when you have a lot of us are out here on our own yeah um, yeah because sometimes you're like you're up against people that are like you know i've, I've spoken to like D, D actual streams that they're like oh yeah we have like a cameraman and we have uh, a producer we have an editor we have a i'm like oh okay i have my computer yeah. <laughs> i just got it's it's it really is kind of just ask and asking you shall receive most of the time yeah because the way i i've set up everything it's been with the help of people i mean the camera i'm using now was a gift from uh Simon at Indoor Adventures, he was like, hey, I have this extra camera, and I know you've been using, like, your laptop camera, so do you want it? And I was like, yeah. oh, that, thank you so much. That's amazing. And, you know, I've had friends that were like, you know, oh, here, uh, I've had so many good friends that like, I just be like, oh, you need this resource? Here, let me give it to you. Yes. Oh, you need this to, to learn this? Oh, here, let me help you. Here, let me teach you. And just people should know that that is usually the norm instead of like people being like, oh, fuck you. I don't want to share my secrets. Yeah. That's more of the exception yeah. that people are yeah. rude. Yeah. Um, the norm usually is that people are going to be like, oh, yeah, let me show you how it's done. Let me help you get better, you know? Yeah, or like I just just came across this new algorithm and try doing this. This is what I've just started doing. And then you share tips and tricks together and then you'll grow together instead of one person just trying to mm -hmm. gatekeep what they found. And yeah. I think is I think we've all been quite lucky in the friends and things that we've made within this community, mm -hmm. like people like yourself, like Sarah and so on. We've made so many wonderful friends who are willing to just be like yeah look at this cool new thing that i'm doing or look at this and you get to actually just grow together mm -hmm. i think that's really the fun part like i said going back to the beginning the fun part is seeing everyone around you just grow like we didn't we knew each other before any of this stuff you know before yeah. the hype goblin before um to roll to having to roll you know all that stuff yeah. so it's it's really fun seeing your community grow and knowing that you kind of grew together because you were all helping each other out yes yeah yeah I think that's really like, and a then good you're all ready for opportunities as well. Because when an oh, opportunity sure. comes up, you're just like, oh, I know someone that would definitely be good for that, and you you shoot shoot them a message, and um, that's the thing. When I'm, especially if it's like media, whether it's going to be art or entertainment or or audio or whatever, like if, if I'm if I'm interested in say like you know martial arts, and I'm listening to a martial arts podcast, if they have like a guest on, or if they mention, oh yeah, I really like this person, they said this. I don't have to like choose between, oh, hang on, do I listen to this other person or do I listen to the people I'm already listening to? No, I can stop listening to them and then go online and look at the person they mentioned and they're usually friends because they mentioned them and then I'll follow both of them. So, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. they, they've, they've both got a follower, you know, and that, that I prefer that. That's what's so good about the way the creative community is now online as opposed to, oh, what channel am I going to watch? on the television mm -hmm. am i going to watch this show or another show another comedian show you know there isn't that anymore there's no competition yeah like that. so there no really need... isn't yeah yeah and i think in this community you'll see that when we do find people that are like that are very gatekeepy 
they end up like fading out into you know nothing because people realize how awful that really is and how bad that like you're not really putting a good name on yourself when you do that in the community no No. there's no reason to like like punch down you know what i mean yeah and they get they they get found out as well. Like there's it's, mm-hmm. there's been it's, it's, especially recently there's been so, so 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 much just so much stuff coming out, and it's just uh, it's it's weird how these people sometimes they hide in this community, mm-hmm. um, but because we have people, that's why you need to kind of keep pushing and keep going. Because uh, like I said, Rob and I had bad experiences, you know, it's especially when we first got into streaming and things like that. Uh, but and it can make you think, oh yeah, do, you know, should we give up? But if you keep pushing, then that you, you're going to push that type of crap out, you know, and then you've got a mm-hmm. network of good people, nice people <laughs> around you. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah. Because it's it really it's kind of like the trash takes itself out eventually, you know. Yeah. yeah, <laughs> yeah. We we don't have any strange emails that we haven't disclosed. Don't worry. <laughs> i'm thinking about just making all my deals yeah. just public all it's the like, time oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, God. we're fine we're all good people don't worry don't worry yeah uh, yeah anyway so do you want to is there anything you want to plug anything you want to uh do you want to tell people where they can find you any projects you want to um mention? uh for sure yeah uh well i kind of rebranded recently so you can find me everywhere tiktok um twitter uh, I think Twitch is the only one that's slightly different, but Instagram at Alice Vamp Art. Um, and I think uh, Twitch is just Alice Vamp. Um, and I do have to start streaming again. Um, it's just this year has been so busy. And yes. now that I have this little baby kitten that I've been taking care of, he's been a handful. <laughs> I have learned that I didn't, I have reinforced the thought that I do not want kids ever. I am happy with just this little cat, this little guy. Um, but that's not plugging my stuff in. Sorry. <laughs> Hey, well, yeah, kitty cam. Well, let's put a cam on the cat. I don't know if that yeah, works here. as well as dog cams. I think they're usually a little bit more. Kitty cam. <laughs> he just wants to slide back down. Um, but yeah, you can find me at Elizabeth Vamp Art. Um, I'm most active on Twitter, where I will post my art. Uh, but I also do retweet a lot of other people's art. I do have a Ko-Fi if you'd like to. Just send a few bucks my way and kind of keep updated with my art i do post there a lot as well and tiktok as well um i kind of post every few days there um if you want to keep and see kind of like uh time lapse of my art or uh, just funny videos of my art um and my cat as well um and uh some of the bigger projects that i am am part of is uh i i send it to robin it's omens rising it's a a new TTRPG that's coming up that I am eternally grateful to be a part of. I am both a writer and an artist uh, for that project. So if you check them out on Twitter at Omens Rising, um, it's a very inclusive uh, community. It's a very inclusive uh, group of people who are working on this. Uh, and I think it's going to be really interesting for everyone. There's been a few um, uh, test uh, game testing streams already. There's one on Sarah's channel if, if anyone wants to check it out. I believe it's also on her YouTube. Uh, it's a great game and it's just, it's one of those games that's really heavily based on RP, so I think you guys will like it as well. Nice. Um, and uh, I think that's it. But anything else I would probably give is a, a charity. Um, I am a big supporter of the Trevor Project because I am part of the, as Sarah puts it, the Alphabet Mafia, the LGBTQ community. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so far, I found that they're some of the most trustworthy charities, and I like to know that my money is going to the people that needs it. So go give them. If you can't donate, you know, 
get them uh, a view, share it, uh, give them a shout out, what you can. Definitely, definitely. Well, we've loved having you on. Satan, we need to have you back on again. I don't think like an hour and a half was enough. <laughs> <laughs> I'm more than happy to sit down and chat with you guys. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I know it's been a while since we have just us friends, uh, not not just for the podcast. So um, whenever you want me back on, I will be more than happy to come back on and oh. chat and, and spew my nonsense and my rants. <laughs> <laughs> we can't wait. Right, we'll say goodbye. See you later, everyone. If you enjoyed this show, make sure that you follow and subscribe so, you know, you know when a new episode is posted. Um, You can leave a review, you can share it around, it would really help us out and you know we appreciate you doing that. And remember, you can catch us live on twitch.tv forward slash to have underscore to roll. That's the number two and, and roll is into roleplay. <laughs> Thank you very much for listening.